Hello folks and welcome to another episode of Off The Real. I'm Michael. I'm Patrick. And we're going to talk about movies again. So we've both been trying to get in like the Halloween spirit because it's October and um, trying to go see like watch as many horror movies as we can. One of my personal favorite um, horror movies and probably my favorite movie to watch at Halloween time is Trick or Treat. Mm -hmm. And Big deal, this has been the first year that Trick or Treat's ever been in movie theaters. Yes, yes. Finally. It was a straight-to-video release Indeed. back in the day, whenever it came out. I think From it was like... premiere, yeah. Yeah. Was, I think it was like 06? I think 07 or 08. Something like that. Yeah. Straight-to-video, never never seen theaters, yeah. sadly, because it deserves yeah. it. Oh, it's beautiful. So I watched the movie every year, but we went to the theater to see it, and it was still enjoyable. It was so cool to see it on the big screen, oh, just yeah. to see Sam... Hell up yeah. there and hearing people react to him and our friends reacting to him the we had a friend with us who hadn't seen the film before and the 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 reveal of what, what's his name mr mr oh shit um the old man the brian cox character um the reveal that he's the bus driver he went oh he gasped it yeah was it was great. it was awesome to hear that reaction of somebody who's never seen it before but in the blasphemy when we got out, I was like, how'd you like it? It was okay. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> and then he like, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But apparently he has no taste in horror movies. Anyway. <laughs> big fucking Hellraiser 2022 fan. We will get to that. <laughs> we will get to that, yeah. So um, what other movies have you seen for the, trying yeah. to get in the Halloween spirit? Well, I, in addition to several others, I watched... Uh, Deadstream on Shutter, uh, which came out a, a few days ago. It's it's a really cool um, found footage horror comedy. I've heard a lot of allusions to Evil Dead 2, tonally. Um, not quite that. I wouldn't quite go that far. It doesn't keep up that energy. Um, it's not quite as crazy as the Evil Dead or Evil Dead 2 is, but there's... There's a really cool funhouse, like homemade atmosphere that it's got going on. Um, all the like the 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 abandoned haunted house that it's set in feels homemade in an interesting way, and so do the creatures, and it just feels like a like a homey little production, even though it's this uh, professional high budget film, you know. Um, but not high budget, but decently budgeted. I think the, the people who work on Crypt TV, if you've heard of that, I think they worked on it. But that's what I saw. What did you see? What have you seen? So today I uh, went with my mom, who is the reason I'm such a horror fan. Uh, but I went and saw the new movie Smile. And I did not smile. Not, not one time. You frowned. I frowned. There was a lot of frowning. Um, uh, the movie is it's way too long for one. It's like... Uh. Almost two hours long. And um, it, the plot, there was an idea there. It was terribly executed, though. Mm. And it's, it's pretty much jump scare the movie. Um, they All the scares, one, all the jump scares are in the trailer. So oh. you know they're coming. Yeah. And um, it, yeah, it was just lazy. Um, they just tried to scare you with loud noises. That's, mm -hmm. that's the only thing that would be scary is there would be this really loud sting mm -hmm. and everybody would jump. So are the, are the scares kind of hollow? Like, are they... Are they uh, empty jump scares, or are they like do they advance the story? I I don't know exactly. What they advance the same plot, I guess you can say. Uh -huh. Like the first couple is like, okay, this is happening to me. Am I yeah. crazy? Does anybody else see him? But then they, you know that, like you know what she's going through. You know she's the only one that can see him. You know, you know without spoiling too much, you know why it's happening. Yeah. 
but they just keep doing it over and over and over. But there'll be these long drags of like her dealing with it and not seeing shit, and it's just boring. Yeah. Like I literally almost fell asleep multiple times in this movie, and then like the jump scare happens and it's not exciting. You're just like, oh, okay, there was a loud noise again. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I would not recommend it. Yeah. Well, I'm no longer sad that I missed out. <laughs> Definitely. So um, with new horror movies coming out, though, the one that I guess we ultimately have to talk about oh, is dude. the new Hulu film, Ooh. Hulu exclusive, the Hulu original. The Hulu original Hellraiser, oh, the yeah, the reboot. Yeah, David Bruckner's new movie. Yeah, of the classic, you know, horror franchise. Yeah, yeah, which it does not in any way hold a candle to that. It's not my one of, and I've heard a lot of people complain about complaints of this, but um, some people like, and I am one of them, say that it's not kinky or weird enough. And I've heard complaints about, or uh, uh, what's the word, um, counter arguments to that, like, oh, you should just uh, judge the film on its own merits and stuff. But I don't know if I go to a Hellraiser movie, maybe I'm expecting a Hellraiser movie, right? right. Um, the movie literally opens, introduces its two leads with asking for consent for Hump Speed, <laughs> which is nowhere near horny enough for, or kinky enough for a fucking Clive Barker film, you know? <laughs> I couldn't believe that line. There's literally the line. Also, you know, the main movies we talk about, we spoil the hell out of, so yeah, just yeah, be yeah. warned. Get ready. But that one line of just the two guys, the two people are having sex, a couple, and he, she's like, oh, you got to go faster. So he goes faster, then yeah. he legit goes, how's that? Is that a good speed? Is that a good speed? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that is the first time I've heard that in the movie, I yeah. must say. I like it. The, the closest I've ever heard is Travis Van Winkle in Friday the 13th going, oh, you got perfect nipple placement, baby. You know? <laughs> That's the only realistic sex talk I've ever heard in a fucking movie. Yeah. Look at this. <laughs> it's so perfect st- nipple placement. Uh, but we did not really like the movie. We didn't. A lot of our friends really enjoyed it. Thought it was a five-star film. We did not see that at all. And like- I- I was really excited going in, because oh, the only complaint I heard going in was, oh no, they made Pinhead a woman, which didn't bother yeah, me. Yeah, that's not a problem. Like, there's nothing in the lore that says Pinhead has to be a woman. I think, actually, I think there's something in the background that says, like, she's not man, Pinhead's not yeah, a man or like a woman. androgynous. I, right. I, I actually believe in the, the novel, Pinhead is a woman. I believe, I want to say. Right. Um... I'm not quite clear. I, I don't quite. I, I'd have to read the book. I've always yeah. wanted to read it. But. It never bothered me. And actually, I think I think every Cenobite in this movie is a female. Like, actress. Oh, Actress-wise. Oh, I didn't notice that. Which doesn't bother me. What bothered me is kind of like what you were saying. This movie's not weird enough. No. Like, when I went... Like, this movie, everybody was hyping it up. And I'm like, okay... I want to be grossed out immediately in this movie. Okay. Like, I want to see something that I've never seen in a horror movie. There's yeah. something that is just so gross and so crazy and out there. Yeah. Nothing. I didn't yeah. see nothing like that. Yeah. There was more weirder and crazier stuff in the 80s version, like Hell the yeah. original. And it's fucking sick. Exactly. Like, why... Don't reboot or remake a movie if you're going to make it... Not even attempt to make it better yeah. than the original. It, it, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of those Platinum Dunes remakes that are, like, super sanitized, and they just get rid of all the grungy, like, I don't know, the weirdness of the fucking, the originals, like the like the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake with its hot people, and the, <laughs> the Nightmare on Elm Street remake with its hot people, and, uh, you know, 
it's just it just wipes in some weird way all the personality out of those movies out of right. those original dirty weird off kilter kind of horror movies i mean not saying that like friday the 13th and its dream i think the friday the 13th remake actually kind of improves on the first film but um i don't know it's just it's not hellraiser to we we, we get introduced in the first five minutes to a couple or like a not a couple a, a, a like a group of hot young people in a house and i went oh fuck how's that gonna be a hellraiser movie you know <laughs> what does that have to do with hellraiser it's all about hellraiser supposed to be about weird horny freaks uh fucking each other and murdering you know and then there's also scary sadomasochist demons you know? right and the demons really had like the cenobites really had no back story in this movie they were just kind of there yeah and the cube the puzzle cube has this terrible plot device where oh. When you start twisting it and turning it, a blade will come out and cut you. And if it cuts you, mm -hmm. it ultimately drinks your blood and then chains come out of nowhere mm -hmm. and, like, rip you apart. Yeah. And it, I, I couldn't get behind that. No. Like, one, everything was happening off screen. Uh -huh. Multiple characters in this movie dies off screen. Yeah. And that drove me crazy. Like, it's a Hellraiser movie. Like, show the gore. Show yeah. the dismemberment yeah. like show it like yeah. that's what we came here for yeah we didn't come here to hear people screaming off screen and then right. oh you see a pool of blood they must be dead now yeah i I'll, I'll say it worked for me with when the brother died yeah because there's like he gives like this weird little scream or like you see the the bathroom kind of change he gives this weird little scream that she the the lead hears and she goes in and then there's just no sign of blood there's just like a little bit of blood in the sink that kind of works but then when when it keeps fucking happening, I don't know. It's it's disappointing, and it feels very by the numbers. The plot, it's it's very two thousand. It feels. I'll get into a comparison to another movie a little bit later, but it, for some reason, I kept thinking about the movie Stay Alive. For I, it's like oh we we encounter this odd thing and it's picking us off one by one now. Um, let's go to a scary house and investigate it. That's every 2006 horror movie that came out. It's an investigation into the lore of some scary thing. I've seen it a thousand times. That's not what I, a fucking cool Hellraiser movie right. is, right? And that was my main beef with this movie. Is it's, it's like they took the overall plot. Like they, they took the Cenobites. They took yeah. the puzzle box. Mm -hmm. And they put it in a cookie cutter yeah. 2020 horror movie. Yes. With There was not a single likable character in this movie, except for the Cenobites. They were cool. But, like, yeah. the humans that you're supposed to root for, you didn't like any of them. They all sucked. Yeah, they do kind of... And, like, the main plot is this girl, you know, her brother disappears, and she's trying to, like, wants them trying to get a, find a way to bring him back. Yeah. He was an asshole. Yeah, he was her. an asshole. Like, every, he was her, like, older brother. Yeah. They lived together. I get he was trying to help her out, but, like, every scene in this movie they interact with, he's talking down to her. She gets drunk. Oh, you don't need to drink. Yeah. You don't need to date this guy. He's yeah. he's a loser. Don't date that guy. I don't want you seeing him anymore. Uh -huh. You need to get a job. You need to pay rent. Uh -huh. You don't need to do that. You don't need to do these drugs. You don't need yeah. to do that. You don't need to do this. Like, back off. Like, yeah, yeah, leave yeah. this woman alone. She's a grown woman. Yeah. And then he kicks her out. And that's when he gets, you know, he gets cut by the box and, you know, dies or whatever. But it's like, why bring him back? Screw that guy. It's... Oh, yeah, that's... Oh, and I... You mind if I go ahead and get into this? No, go for it. The, 
You know what it? You know what fucking movie? It's a lot like. It is a lot like Thirteen Ghosts, especially in the back half. I, I, I can't. I can tell. I've maybe lost you a little bit. <laughs> but okay, let me. Let's go through this. There's a ritual that they need to enact. They have to go into a house that keeps changing shape. It's full of uh, deformed, mutilated, uh, undead figures. Um, there is a twist in the third act that one of the leads, who is of romantic interest, is actually working for a character you thought was dead, who is trying to perform this ritual around these supernatural beings to give himself eternal life. And the leads are, want to help perform that ritual to bring back a dead member of their family or to save them in some way. If you'll remember, it's Adrian in in Thirteen Ghosts. It's Adrian Monk's dead wife. In right. This, it's his dead. I didn't think about that. They do yeah. have a very similar plot. Thirteen <laughs> Ghosts was way better though. <laughs> that one's got Matthew Lillard, Lillard, right. yeah, Lillard in it at least. Can well, always have thing for you, Sid. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck man. The, anyway, but um, I I really hated how. What's the word for it? It's not not inconvenient. It's I, I I hated how much work you had to do to get like the the plot device of you have to get stabbed by the box to get killed by the box. The first two or three deaths, they have to they have to fucking shove that in there. Yeah. It's really they're not they're not doing a very good job of like they get into a fight and then uh oh it cut them <gasps> oh no but. It's Hellraiser has. I've heard, always heard that like Hellraiser has to be the easiest horror movie scenario to avoid. Just don't open the box. Right. Um, that is turned up to eleven in this because <laughs> just don't fucking get stabbed by the fucking sharp little blade sticking out of it. You know. And I don't know. There's just nothing super interesting about watching people sit around and solve puzzles for ninety minutes and then they get stabbed. Because that's, I mean, that happens, what, twice in the original? Right. And it's a, built around a, a, a an escalating fucking bizarro world Clive Barker plot that's interesting to watch. So you're not just watching, like, somebody gets sucked into the box, they drop the box, another person comes along, picks up the box, goes, oh, what's this? They turn it, they get stabbed, and then they get sucked in. That's basically what's happening in this fucking movie. Right? Yeah, pretty much. But, yeah. It's just, it was, I don't know, it's... It's so lazy, and they they contradict themselves. Mm-hmm. Like there's one scene where, you know, the the main protagonist she's like, well, I you know I'm not gonna do anything else with the box. I'm just gonna keep the box, yeah. you know, under wraps. And Pinhead's like, oh no, we like you, we want you. Oh, yeah. So Pinhead forces this box to stab her, yeah. to stab the girl, makes it uh. happen. But then she's like, don't worry, we don't want to kill you, but this is like tying you to the box now. That's but so you're stupid. not gonna die. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. So the Cenobites control yeah. the chains that come and kill you. Uh-huh. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But then there's another scene, not long after that scene, yeah. where Chatter, one of the Cenobites, they get the bright idea to, like, I'm going to stab him with the box because uh-huh. it'll kill him. Yeah. And it works. It works. He gets stabbed and he gets ripped apart and he's not in the movie anymore. Yeah. So I'm like, wait, I thought they controlled this. Why would they let one of themselves die yeah. I don't understand that either. Yeah, I it mean, lost me. Like, I mean, the movie sucked before that, but yeah. the, the plot really lost me at that point. I would have, I would have preferred, like, because I, I thought the whole point of the the Cenobites, at least in the first movie, was that when when a person gets sucked into this world, they get 
turned into a Cenobite. Like, they get tortured and tormented and fucked up. And eventually, like, they, they arise anew as this nightmare fucking creature. So, but I guess that's not how that works in this universe. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess in the sequels, they do explain there's a fucking process <laughs> to being inducted into... There's and, paperwork. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will say that probably the coolest, one of the cooler bits in this movie is the very end. When you watch the, the antagonist, the human antagonist get turned into a fucking Cenobite. Right. Which is pretty sick. Um, and weirdly regal and noble, not noble, but uh, divine in a way that none of the other movies or none of the, that is not really personified by the rest of the film. Um, but that's something that I, I felt was really missing is the the sense of like nightmare divinity that these entities had in the first film is the that they they felt like whenever they showed up you went holy fuck what are these things what's gonna happen yeah these things are these they feel like gods yeah that you're encountering like these demigod figures these um high royalty of fucking sadomasochism um and in this they are like they're just they're relegated to just these figures that are working in service of a fucking mediocre plot like right. they, they have to like somebody gets stabbed and then they they come after him directly and kill him and that there's no like in the original hellraiser you know you could go you could bargain with them you could chat with them they'd fucking listen they're not going to care but they'll listen and they'll right. talk to you because it's part of the game but in this they just they're like chatterer when he shows up he he, he doesn't i mean it's not like in the first one they feel like these fucking complex super well-rounded characters but they they have like a persona like a personality and there's a bit where somebody gets stabbed with the box and chatter starts like beelining toward him and another character falls in the way of chatter and chatter just fucking goes around him right and that doesn't feel like like the cinnabites from the first movie i feel like the cinnabites from the first movie go meat and just like start uh trying to peel back their foreskin or something exactly, i don't know yeah you know just something fucking crazy but they're they're relegated to the executors you know just they're they're, they're nothing they're they're not they're they're plot devices they're exactly they're plot devices like that scene where he just like he's walking right towards the guy the guy falls and he just like turns away from yeah. him and goes to work that right there i was like they're not even they don't even have a conscious yeah they're mind exactly. they're just going off of like what am i supposed to do what's my job they're like yeah. a like terminator or something yeah they're like, fucking they're Oh, you're not Sarah Connor. She's this way, so you're, you'll you stay there. You know, yeah. like it just didn't feel right. And it, this going in line with that, this is another nitpick. But there's another Cenobite um, that shows up. That like at first I was like, holy shit, this guy's fucking cool, because like he's he's got skin like stretched over his own face so he can't breathe. I was like, what the fuck is this? His arms are pinned behind his back. That feels like a Cenobite, because there are these pain monsters that have like through the agony that they've experienced become like these in, these incredible figures of ignoble like fucking you know go these gods anyway but and i was like that kind of feels in line with that but then like the skin rips off his face and he turns into a fucking running zombie and he's chasing him chasing him down what the fuck is that since when have cenobites been that you know and what did you think of the designs of the like the new cenobites I can thought of a couple of them look cool, but yeah. that's another beef I have with the movie. Like, mm -hmm. you can't really see them because <laughs> the movie is so dark. Yeah. 
and I didn't understand. Like, there's entire scenes in that movie that you can see, like, movement, but you don't really know what's going on because the true. movie is so dark. And we had the TV turned up. It was right. Like, yeah. like I, yeah, I started messing with my TV settings at one point because yeah. I was like, maybe I just need to brighten it up. No, it's just dark. It's a dark movie. Yeah. And I saw a picture on social media the other day that, like, you know, there was, like, people saying how good it was or whatever, but they had this picture, like, behind the scenes that had all the Cenobites mm-hmm. and the main actress, oh. like, together posing. Oh, that sounds cool. And it was all lit and stuff, and then it hit me. Yeah. All the Cenobites looked horrible in that picture. <laughs> so, I'm like, that's why they made it so dark, because they were like, we have to make them look as cool as yeah, possible, yeah, yeah. turn down the light. Yeah. <laughs> and... The, the fucking coolest Cenobite, the, the new, the one of the new ones, you see for one shot. It's that mm-hmm. guy with the face stretched over, like, the, the li- weird little right. ring. And it's just, like, an empty face and just, like, nothing behind the eye. That thing was so fucking sick. Yeah, and he shows up once. One shot. Um, I thought I thought the Cenobites were over-designed in the first place. I thought, I mean, like, there there's this new concept where they, they, they ditch the leather, which, you know, I guess it's me being a fanboy, but I think that's maybe a mistake. I think right. the, the leather is cool, but they do go for, in lieu of that, a cool idea, which is that like their skin has been turned into like a like their outfits in some right. way, which I don't think that's a bad idea. But I don't know. They just they were so over designed. Yeah. There's like like in the the original, you got the you got Chatterer who's this fucking weird little freak with no eyes and his teeth chatter. You got a. Uh, what is his name? Butterball? Yeah, the or fat what? one. The fat one. And he's just this weird little fucking freak with glasses on. And he's fat, and that's his thing. And then there's the female who's... She, she kind of... she kind of The female Cenobite kind of blows. But uh, then there's Pinhead. Pinhead's fucking awesome. Are there any other main I don't Cenobites? Remember. I don't think so. I, to be fair, it's been a long time since I've seen okay. the originals. But yeah, they just... It did, they didn't have a lot in this no. one. Like... When, in the original, when this, I remember being a kid, and when the Cenobites showed up, like you got scared. Yeah, you were yeah, worried what's going to happen. This movie, when they show up, you're like, I don't care. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah I'm not invested. Exactly. And it's so dark, you don't even know if it's a Cenobite. Yeah. And there, there's a lot of elements in the movie that they almost take in the right direction. Like, I really like the, the idea that the lead is a fucked up ex-drug addict, and her boy, like... Her and her boyfriend are like ex drug addicts. Right, and her life's just kind of like falling apart. Yeah, and... she's she's miserable and shit. Like that seems like a prime lead character to have in your Hellraiser movie. And then there's like the weirdo freak um, millionaire guy who wants to to you know he's ultimately just wants to be a god. Yeah, yeah. And I okay, I guess that is kind of an when you say it like that, it's it's kind of interesting. Like he wants to be a god, but he doesn't realize that it encompasses the pain that he's right. going to have to go through. So he wants to reverse it, which, I don't know, that bothered me in the movie. Maybe it wouldn't on a rewatch. I Also, that machine that he's like, that contraption, that saw-looking ass. Yeah, it looked like a saw-like trap. Uh, trap. Yeah, is, I don't know, man. It's a cool idea. Like, it, it, it pulls out his, like, pain nerves. Yeah. And it's like... It twists them. Twists them in just a certain way that he can't like get used to the pain. But did it, I don't know, man. It just looks stupid to me. Yeah. It's like it was really goofy. He's like he's staggering around. He looks like some kind of fucking. I don't know. What he the fuck he he's rocking around like the hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah, like, yeah. He looks like the like a hunchback. Yeah. And he's just like he's got these pistons working in his chest. <laughs> like, 
He looks he looks like a fucking I don't know what he looks like. He looks like a clockwork doll. He does. And it, like shit. It was really it was a stupid design on that part. Oh my god, he's like lumbering around. Oh yeah, the the, the twist in the third act is that oh, we thought he was dead, but he's still alive, and he's working with the yeah. the lead character's boyfriend. Oh. And now he has machinery attached to him. But now he's a machine man. <laughs> and like the like what you said, the movie it had good ideas. Like oh yeah, you know. At first, I, I liked the character setup. Like, you know, she oh, was yeah, this yeah. drug addict. Her life was falling mm-hmm. apart. The only person she had in her life was her brother, and he was, like, struggling to take care of her and oh, look yeah. after her. But then it just turned out her brother's a douchebag. She kind of has her stuff together. Yeah. She's just a drug addict. Yeah, she does. Yeah, that is that is a good point. She doesn't struggle at all. Like, she's a drug yeah. addict, quote-unquote. But she, except for one scene where she takes some pills at the beginning... That never becomes, like, a plot point ever again. Like, I thought... But then, like, right at the beginning, there's also that scene where she throws the pills away. Yeah. But then she ends up picking it up and taking it. But, like... So, like, right away, she's like, okay, well, I know... I I admit I have a problem. Yeah. I should not take these. Yeah. So, right away, it's like... She's not... I don't know. I just... I I didn't like the the writing of that. (laughs) That that part didn't so much bother me. Like, she, she throws the pills away, and when I watched it... You know, I'm I'm all about people succeeding. I go, I my initial thought is, oh, good for you. Yeah. But then I, I, she picks him back up, and she does end up taking them. That didn't really bother me. It's like, oh, she's, I mean, that's how addicts kind of work. Yeah. They they'll be like, no, I'm better than this. But then they're like, oh, fuck, and they scrounge it up off the ground. <laughs> and so that didn't bother me. But like, it's not. It doesn't figure into anything. What what is? I can't quite remember because the movie kind of lost me halfway through. I just got, I kept. I was so excited. We were so excited about this movie. Yeah. We, the first scene comes through. It's pretty badass. It's a cold open. You know, like there's a fucking guy wandering around a mansion. He gets called into a room to solve a puzzle box. He does. He gets fucked up. It's pretty fucking sick. It's pretty cool. And we're like, this is badass. And then <laughs> the movie keeps going, and and we're like, okay, this is cool. Um, I don't, I don't know about that, but there's still an hour left. Yeah, it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better, and then it turned into thirteen ghosts, and it didn't get better. <laughs> and Matthew Lillard didn't show up. Right, he didn't show up. I don't know, man. And the ending of this movie just was really stupid. Because the ending, like the, she, the whole movie, she's trying to get her brother back. Yeah. She don't even know oh, yeah. for sure if he's dead, but yeah. she's trying to get him back. Oh, he's fucked. Yeah. And it never, I mean, you know he's dead, but oh, yeah. it never happened on screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you don't really know. You don't know. And the movie yeah. don't really tell you. Yeah. But like the end of the movie, she's like, "Okay, well, I've won. I'm at the final form of this stupid box. Yeah. It's no longer a box. Yeah. It's like a spear or something. Mm-hmm. Like, so I could ask my brother back, but I know anything I ask for is just gonna get turned against me in some way. So you know what? I choose not to do anything." <laughs> Yeah. And then the stupid line, yeah. I don't remember the exact line, but ultimately Pinhead's just like, oh, so you choose the ultimate pain of <sighs> living with what you've done. You choose to live. <laughs> you choose to live, and you oh have to live God. with the guilt of what you've done. Oh, that's the ultimate pain. That's yeah. like the, the worst pain. And yeah. I was like, what kind of oh, dumb? Fuck off. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, it's trying to, I guess that is, that's the movie trying to figure in. It's uh, like she's an addict. Oh, now she has to live with the pain she's caused and shit. It's bullshit. It's like, it's this, uh, we were talking the last time about the, the A24-ization of yeah. horror stuff, and that's like... A24 the, vibes. Yeah. It's where, you know, every horror movie nowadays has to be about grief, 
and about, you know, it's a metaphor for grief and loss and drug addiction. Smile did that too. Oh, are you... I'm not surprised. (laughs) Fuck. I don't want to watch that movie now. I'm okay with skipping that one, actually. I don't know. The imagery looked fucking cool. It uh, it has a couple of cool shots. You know what? That's another thing about this movie. Hellraiser has so much iconic imagery of its own. Right. And to me, I mean, I guess if you make a franchise film, the the um, the reutilization of that iconography is, you know, it's it's inherent. It's gonna be done, but fucking come up with some new ideas, man. Like, there's so much imagination bursting at the seams of that first fucking movie with the Cenobites, with Frank, with that weird ass plot. I don't know, and you just get none of that. Just none of it in this movie. There's, and this is a minor <clears throat> complaint, but in the first movie when the the box is summoned and like the kind of hell world comes out, you know, there's this bizarre shit kind of floating around. There's like this weird spinning log of chains and gore and body parts and shit. And there's just like, it just feels like when you enter this world... It's this miasma of insane body horror, like, the body pushed to the limits of all these hooks and fucking, oh, what the fuck, you know, but you, you see the, the, the pinhead, the Hellraiser world here, and it's just like a dark corridor, and there's just no sense, where does, where does all that stuff come in, where, what, what, what is this dimension in this movie, like, in that, in the first Hellraiser, it feels like, you're entering an insane fucking funhouse of pain and sorrow and the greatest, you know, agony and the most beautiful suffering you can imagine. But it, it's just some dark hallways. Yeah. With a fucking with the I, and maybe okay. The, here's here's a big thing for me. I don't like Hellraiser two. I like the first half. The second half where they go to hell. It sucks. It's just one hallway. They keep redressing, right? And they reduce the pin the the not the pinheads. That's a that's a band. The they reduce the hell the 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 Cenobites to like to demons. Like uh, there's a scene where you're you know you're hanging out with Frank. You like uh, Kirsty goes and she runs into Frank in hell. And it's like I'm being put through the ultimate suffering. I get to look at sexy bitches, but I don't get to stab them. You know, because they're, like, coming in and out of the, the, the morgue drawers or whatever. Yeah. I was like, that's not what they meant in the first one with <laughs> suffering. They meant, like, like some weird sadomasochist body modification shit. Like, yeah. you're kind of fucking, you're, you're kind of digging it, you know? That's the whole point. Yeah. That's the whole point. But then they keep leaning into Hellraiser 2 in this movie with the fucking Leviathan. He's fine. He's cool. I like the idea that, like, the god of this world is this insane fucking oblong dagger shape it's kind of cool and it's yeah. like it's like the ultimate form for the the box right and i'm like i don't know maybe that maybe he's shaped like that because that's why the box is shaped i don't know that that's kind of a cool idea and like i do like that sh- the shots where leviathan's coming down over the house and oh yeah that's that's pretty sick there's a lot there's some cool imagery in this movie there's some cool if you moments. have your brightness of your tv all the way up oh yeah Oh yeah, but it's all lost in the muddle of shitty cinematography, underlit fucking bullshit, undercooked stories, and over reliance on lore and mythology, 
I really think the plot of this movie depends that you know what Hellraiser is, that you've seen the other movies, mm-hmm. because they don't explain the Cenobites at all, really. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you've seen the movies, you know what they are, we don't yeah. have to in this two-hour-long movie that's yeah. way too long. And I don't know, I think that's one... I don't know. I, I mean, I don't. I don't mind a lengthy movie mm-hmm. if it needs to be that long. Yeah. Oh, this. Didn't. But like movies like Hellraiser and Smile, like no they don't mind. need to be two hours long. They could easily be a ninety-minute-long movie. Absolutely, absolutely. And be better for it. And be better for it. <laughs> it's like a, a thing I read. This is not my thought, so maybe I shouldn't be repeating it. But somebody, a, a review I read on Letterbox said, uh, um, back in the day. Dimension films would take two-hour-long horror movies and cut them down to 80 minutes. Boy, do I miss those days. You know? <laughs> those were good days. Those were good days. Then we could fucking get in, at, get in and out of your shitty fucking Hellraiser movie in 80 minutes. Right. Now i got to watch two goddamn hours of nothing interesting happening. You know? <laughs> Fuck, and, man. I mean, in movies like Trick or Treat and stuff, it's an amazing movie, and it's not even... It's under 90 minutes. It's like 83 minutes yeah. long. That movie doesn't waste your... That movie is fucking slam-packed with Halloween imagery and more shit right. to look at. There's it's not like, a single slow scene in that movie. The movie is just... Frame. Yeah. And it's amazing. And But then you have... Yeah. it. And as much as I love that movie, if that movie was two hours or over two hours long, it probably oh, would suck. Yeah, it would. <laughs> There's movies that need to be two hours long. There's movies that need to pack a lot into 80 minutes. Mm-hmm. This movie needs to be fucking 80 minutes long. Please, God. Right. At least the... I'll say the story is what, is what predicates that, and the story for this one, is a strict seventy-five minutes with, with credits, you know. Right. <laughs> but, Hellraiser Bloodline deserved to be longer than this fucking, movie, you know. <laughs> Hellraiser Bloodline goes through three different time periods in less time, you know, and it's still better. I think Hell, fuck you guys. Bloodline rules. Bloodline's very <laughs> cool. It's got the twins in it. Those things are fucking weird. All oh, the twins are cool. Adam Brody is in it. Is that who I'm thinking? No, not Adam Brody. What the fuck is that guy? Adam. Fuck. Adam. The the guy from. He's on Community. Not Community. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, Digging a hole. Uh, uh, the Parks and Rec. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure. Adam, what's his fuck? Yes. He was also in. In that that great that great uh, Ice Cube film Torque, as the FBI agent. Oh, okay, I know you're talking about. Yeah, I can't yeah, think yeah. of his name though. The guy with the sharp nose. Yeah, he has a very sharp nose. But he plays like he plays a like a fuck that those that's the last one that really got what Hellraiser was. I really love Inferno. Mm-hmm. I actually think that that one's um, once again fuck you guys. It's the second best Hellraiser movie, um, but that one still goes in for like. Pinhead's a fucking demon from hell and he's sent to punish sinners. And it's very Catholic. It's very... Scott Derrickson is a very Catholic man. Um, but that one at least feels grungy and gross and grotesque and weird. And you come out of it feeling kind of slimy and like you maybe shouldn't have seen some of the things you just saw. And some of the, And I think that that's also present in Bloodlines. But you don't see that in this movie. And... People are saying, like, just judge it on its own merits. But without the, the context of the rest of the franchise, what is this movie? And that's what I try to do with any reboot or remake. Yeah. Like, And that's what I think the filmmaker needs to do is pretend that they don't exist. Yeah. Make make it from the ground up. Like, assume no one knows what Hellraiser is. Assume yeah. no one knows anything about it. Mm. 
and make your own movie. Make it your own vision. Yeah. This movie seemed like they had this plot that didn't really work. Yeah. And they were like, well, look, let's just make it a reboot for Hellraiser and we'll put some Cenobites in it. Yeah. Because they weren't really needed. Like, Pinhead was the only one that even a little bit pushed forward the plot. The rest of them didn't. They were yeah. just kind of there for background dressing. Yeah, you could have had literally any figures in those fu- in that fucking movie. It could have been any demonic entities. And it would have been the same movie. There's no there's no <clears throat> reason it was Hell Overraiser. There's no reason they were fucking Cenobites. Pinhead, a lot of people are like praising the actress's performance. I don't think it's a bad performance by any means, but I don't know, man. I was just I was struggling to be invested whenever she was speaking because she just doesn't feel like she. Why is she there? She, yeah. It doesn't feel like anything she says has any weight because I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's just it's it's all in service of a plot that doesn't matter. You I mean, know? nothing wrong with her performance, I guess, no. but like, I mean, it's just it's a it's an okay performance in a below okay movie. Yeah, and I don't know. I, okay, I've heard that. <coughs> And our friends really like this movie. I, and they are big, big about, like, mythology and lore. And I realized that maybe that's why they enjoyed this movie so much. Because it's all about, like, the big book of fucking Cenobite lore. Right. You know, like, oh, here's the other configurations of the box. And people online, some people are like, oh, that's so cool that we have explanations for the configurations and what they mean. I don't want to know that. That's so much scarier in my mind. It's more interesting. <laughs> I don't give a fuck that, like, this one means lament, and this one means salvation, or no, what is it, resurrection. Fuck, I don't give a flying fuck. It doesn't matter. It's not, it's not what's interesting about those fucking movies. The imagine, that, that first movie offers, like, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a concise and cohesive story on its own, but it, it leaves so much to the imagination of, like, what the Cenobites are, where they come from. It's just, it fucking invites thought and consideration and this movie does not it doesn't give a fuck about that no it doesn't so hopefully we can hopefully there's gonna be better movies to come out soon because i haven't i've been trying to watch horror movies and there's just none of them has been great trick-or-treat's been the only good one and that one i already knew was good i I, the best one that i can recommend is fucking deadstream deadstream's fun i'll have to check out deadstream it's it's not a hugely significant movie also although to be fair i was kind of nodding off during the middle like the the third quarter of it and then i woke i snapped back into action for the, the finale and the finale is pretty badass it's pretty sick um but i i completely agree there's just it feels like we're in a i i can't even say that i don't even think we've because we've had such a great year for horror movies, yeah that's what i about to say you know like the last episode of this we you know, say how good 2022 has been for yeah. horror movies. Really brought back the genre in a big way. Yeah. But, and that's one reason I was excited about Smile. Like, oh, you yeah. see the trailer for Smile and it looks really weird and yeah. goofy. Yeah. But it's like, wait, you know, if there's going to be a movie that looks like this is actually good, it's going to be now. Yeah. With, you know, movies like Barbarian and mm-hmm. all that. So, but it, it just wasn't. It Hellraiser, wasn't. same. It's yeah. Hellraiser was just a total letdown. Fuck, man. And it's, 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 it's really... Because last year I felt like we were kind of in a in a movie slump, in a cinematic slump, and just it's amazing how quickly my mind can change on on the trajectory of film. Because because <laughs> last month I was like fuck yeah, Barbarians out, and Nope still kicks ass and all this fucking shit. But uh, like it takes what Hellraiser, and what's another movie that that 
like un, that kind of was just meh. It was just mediocre. I, I know there was something else we saw. Because there's there's smile, which I I'm fine with skipping. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's just most movies nowadays, despite the the prevalence of of really good horror cinema right now, is just it's just it's who is it made for? It's just made to be put on in the background. Maybe that's another reason our friends liked it because they two screen watching. They they like talking during movies and they like just kind of it's just almost in the background. And I don't like watching movies like that. I want to be invested, and I want to give a shit. And no movie did this. It's so rare to find a movie that wants you to pay attention to it nowadays. And I think that's the big problem with stuff like that. Like, I know Netflix is big on, you know, the Netflix movies, does the two-screen viewing experience, because yeah. they assume you're going to be sitting at home playing on your phone. So there's several, there's like multiple scenes that hammer home the mm-hmm. same plot points. Yeah. Smile did that for sure. Hellraiser did that. Yeah. Like, I mean, how many scenes in Hellraiser, like, the box stabbing people? Like, that happened over and over again. It's like, okay, yeah. we get it. But I think that's not for people who are actually invested in the film. It's for people who were, you know, looking at phone, updating their Facebook status, yeah. taking pictures of what they're eating. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then, like, oh, yeah, we're watching a movie. Oh, yeah. wow, that happened. Oh, yeah, it's on. Yeah. And I, and I really think stuff like that's, like, it's, it's hurting movies. It's really killing us. I don't know where cinema's going. I really don't. Uh, you like how that's how these talks always end up? Like, where the fu- <laughs> what the fuck's happening? With What's movies? happening with movies? Is it is the? What do you think? You think the the form is dying, or do you think it's just going through like some weird growing pains at the moment with streaming, or where do you think we're heading? I don't think I, I don't know. I don't think it's growing pains at this point. I think I think it's it's definitely changing. Yeah. Like. Five ten years from now, one I don't think there's going to be. I think movie theaters are going to be a thing of the past. I don't past, say that. I don't which is sad. That. Yeah, it is. But um, sad. this year alone, I mean, I don't know. There's been some crazy stuff happening this year. Like, yeah, man. I never thought I would not like. Like, I never thought Kevin Smith would put out a movie I I hated so much. But I, I can buy it a little bit more than you. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and just stuff like that. Like I don't know. Like it's going. It's going down a dark path right now. It's, but it's a scary time to be a, a movie buff. <laughs> at least we at least they can't take away our fucking you know our cool shit from right, the day exactly unless it's on Disney Plus then they can't oh fuck <laughs> but never take our word for it you know go watch it yourself oh, just please. if you watch Hellraiser please turn off your brightness as oh, yeah. far as your TV can go and a lot of people loved it I don't know I just I'd, lo- I'd like to talk to them I, w- I want to have a discussion with people who really love this right. movie and learn what the fuck they saw in it. <laughs> Besides some cool shots and some nice gore. Oh yeah, that's another thing. The gore is... I mean, none. There's, there's not much gore at all. I mean, like... And it just... It doesn't feel fucking pervert. I Like, I don't know, man. It's... And people are saying... Like I said, they're like, Oh, just judge it on its own terms. Stop, like, hearkening back to the first one. It's a Hellraiser movie. It's a very PC Hellraiser movie, though. Yeah. Like I said, it's a very 2022 yeah. Hellraiser film. Just middle of the road. Very cookie cutter. Yeah. Nothing too mind-blowing. Nothing that'll set people on edge. I don't know. And I can't... Maybe I can Maybe I can figure it out while I'm saying this, making this point, but there's something that really bothers me about like a Hellraiser movie where one of the characters gets bitten by... First of all, he gets bitten by fucking Chatterer. He gets bitten by a Cenobite. What? Who? When do they do that? They they got, 
I don't know. That they're, just, just, they're more animals than the they're, like, they're animals. Especially Chatter. Chatter was very animalistic in this Chatter. movie. But like and he th- this character just spends the majority of the third act just kind of like flopping around on the floor bleeding out like he's like he's Tim Tim Roth and Reservoir Dogs. And <laughs> for some reason that just rubs me the wrong way for a Hellraiser movie. It's just this guy gets he's dying slowly of shock, you know? <laughs> I don't know, man. It just it bothers me. Like cuz he got bitten by a cinnabite. They should have fucking tore his ass up. They're cinnabites. <laughs> They can control chains. <laughs> they have chains. They've got chains and hooks and pulleys. They can fuck mm. your shit up. And then they, I don't know, man. And it just bit him. You can't they because they they put a what is it? They put the gate between him and, yeah, and them. Yeah, and it stops them. He's they got chains. Chains can go through the fucking gate things, man. That's a nitpick though. That's not that's, that's it's, not really it's about contradicting the whole movie. Is it contradicts itself? Yeah, I don't. And this is something that I I watched uh, Revelation and there, there's there's two ways to go about it like there's kind of trying to move the franchise forward in whatever boring way you want it to with this movie and then there's falling back really hard on the iconography that we've already established without uh, offering anything new or a new twist and that's what that movie does and. But both these movies, they use the chains in a very boring fucking way. Like, they just they just show up, they just shoot out of nowhere, and they just grab people and hoist them up. And that's not very... I don't know, man. I don't know, I don't know why it bothers me. It's just, it's just such a waste of that imagery. It was cool in the first one, because it's weird and fucked up, and now it's just... It's just the only thing that they have, like... It, they use that in the first movie because it's a method of torture. It's just this really creative and wild imagery that shows like somebody getting fucked up. And then there's that the the shot of uh, like the Cenobites at the very beginning when they have Frank's face and they're like put like like jigsawing it together on the ground. That's fucking crazy. And there's just nothing that goes even close to that hard in this movie. Yeah. And that's what these movies should be doing. They should be going fucking hard, man. I was yeah, I was really expecting it to like like I said, I was I was expecting to be grossed out in the first thirty minutes. No, and nothing. Instead nothing. I was just bored in the first thirty minutes. <laughs> and I know we disagree with about this, but it's from David Bruckner, who up until this point, I genuinely don't think he's made a, a misstep. I really loved his first I believe it was his first film, The Signal, which he directed with I believe a couple other guys. Fucking awesome movie. Uh, the southbound is pretty fun it's not amazing his segment's pretty good the ritual's fucking awesome and i really like the night house i thought like it's kind of slower paced it's it's laid back yeah you you just widen your eyes you agree that it's slower but i really i think it's got a cool plot i think it's almost a better hellraiser movie than this one is because it's got i don't know it's got this weird freaky i mean it is it started out its life as a hellraiser movie you can tell because it's got it's all about a uh a person trying to protect their significant other from a demonic force by murdering a bunch of people and hiding them in their house. You know, it's the ultimate suffering. Exactly. Yeah. It's a good point though. Like I'm, I was not a fan of the night house. I thought it was incredibly boring, oh. but, um, it is, it, it kind of, it makes me wonder though, since he did this movie, like mm-hmm. I wonder if that was his first crack at a Hellraiser yeah. reboot and like it halfway was. through it, he was like, I'm going to go a different direction. Oh, it actually was. It, okay. It, yeah. It, he, it was written as a Hellraiser reboot. And then, 
that fell apart is what I've what, what I've heard, and that that fell apart. But they were like, I still want to do this. So he re- wrote out all the Pinhead and the Cenobite stuff, and made it his own plot with the fucking the nothing or the nobody or whatever it is. I thought that that was a cool concept. Like it's it's another one of those. It's like it's about grief, but honestly, throw some Cenobites in. In the, the night house. In the night house, and I would have liked it more than Hellraiser. Fair, I mean, hey man, I, I still like it more than Hellraiser. <laughs> it's got that cool fucking. Like, Honestly, statue. I think I do like it more than Hellraiser. To be yeah. to be honest, yeah, you gave it like a three point five. Yeah, it's, it's it's a pretty good movie. It there is were things slow. to like. It's very slow, very very slow. I, I, and I don't know. I don't know. I really like the the lead performance in that movie, and. The way that, that that one scene toward the beginning where she just like has a breakdown to the one t- the stu- uh, student's mom. Yeah. She's just like, my husband's dead. I'm not going to, I'll give your son whatever the fuck grade he wants. I don't give a shit right now. He wants a B? I'll give him a B. Yeah, that's all. What, an A? Fine, fuck I'll give him an A. Give, take the A. <laughs> fuck it. I don't give a fuck. You know, if the movie had just been her freaking out at student, like, uh, just have that be the film. Yeah, man, that, that's like the teacher's wet dream. You know, they just want to fucking, just want to scream at their, scream at the parents with vindication. You know, like, my, like, you know, everybody's life's fucked up. Anyway, that's that's going off on a tangent, but. So yeah, uh, yeah. we'll wrap it up there for another right. episode of Off the Rail. But uh, yeah, go check out. Um, if you really want to, you know, Hellraiser and leave yeah. comments and let us know what you think. Tell us how wrong we were. Yeah, oh, you you will. <laughs> We've heard a lot about how wrong we are. I'm glad we agree. <laughs> yeah. So for another episode of Off the Rail, I'm Michael. I'm Patrick. Have a good one. <laughs>